Welcome to today's episode of Meredith with a Y. I am your host, Meredith Willits. And today we have Katie Beecher here, who has been featured in Poosh and Goop and all sorts of other amazing places. And today she's going to be talking about medical intuition and all her her, her book and all the good things. So stay with us. Hello, everyone. This is Meredith with a Y, and I am your host, Meredith Willits. Today, we are going to go deep, changing lives, and I am giving you the keys to the castle. Katie, thank you so much for being here and sharing with everyone your book, Heal From Within, An Intuitive Guide to Wellness. I am so excited to share you with all of my listeners and watchers today and talk about medical intuition and healing. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm excited to talk to you. We've been talking about healing um, this series, which I think is so important um, for the new year. And it's just kind of like something that I've been going through. So you are fitting quite nicely into this series. Um, so if you can kind of bring everyone up to date, um, with who you are, what you do and kind of how you got here. So, um, I call myself a medical and spiritual and emotional, I guess, intuitive, um, because it's not just physical symptoms. It's the entire body that I'm able to detect, um, help heal. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very much about root causes, both about things that, are not working for you. And also strengths. It's really important to look at our strengths and be positive. So um, just knowing a name and age, I create a four-page report that is incredibly detailed about every aspect of a person's life. And then I also create an intuitive soul painting, which is, um, I love symbolic work. I send that to people before we meet. And then during the meeting, we interpret that, talk about it. My guides give them tons more information and um, we work on addressing those issues. I have physicians and natural people that I, I trust that I refer people to because I cannot diagnose legally or ethically. And it's really important for the people out there when you're working with anyone, if they start diagnosing you or telling you that something happened to you that you don't resonate with, that's a huge red flag. So, you know, important to know. And I have been a licensed counselor and intuitive for over, well, I mean, I guess my whole life, but professionally for over 35 years. And when I was young, I could always pick up on people's energy and know things that other people, you know, wouldn't have known, um, very empathic, um, talk to dead people, which was really scary when you're a young kid, didn't know what it all was. And then because I grew up in a dysfunctional family and had some other things happen, I developed a really severe eating disorder and was suicidal. Fortunately, I called our pediatrician without telling my parents, divine intervention. And he hooked me up with a Jungian therapist, um, Carl Jung, cool dude. And Jungians are very accepting of intuition and um and self-love and symbolism and all of the things that kind of traditional therapy doesn't really get into Mm -hmm. so um, she taught me how to connect i was able to talk about the weird stuff that was happening to me you know hearing the 
the voices, if you will, and talking to dead people and, and all that and not feel weird. And she encouraged it and helped me develop it and feel safe, set boundaries, you know, do all the things and um, kind of went from there, became a therapist, worked intuitively and then figured out that I could do the medical intuitive stuff. Yeah, I love that. So like my gift didn't really start showing up until I was um, in my mid thirties. And I attribute that to uh, marrying my current husband, where I was in a situation to feel very safe to mm. like, mine weren't loud like yours were as a kid. Right. Um, and so mine didn't show up till I was in my mid thirties, but, and then they've been slowly, like we were just talking before I hit lot go live. Um, it's like, um, I wonder if I can do this. I wonder if I could do that. Right. But it sounds like yours were just like, hey, we're coming in whether you like it or not. We're, we're going to show up there. You know, like that's, you didn't really have a choice, it sounds like. That is exactly what happened. And even when I was just doing counseling, I worked intuitively, but I started channeling people's relatives and dead relatives, you know, during the sessions. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay. How'd that go? <laughs> How did that play out? <laughs> People are like, well, I'm just going to go to therapy. And you're like, grandma's here. <laughs> yeah, I helped somebody with a really, um, who was recovering from an eating disorder, get pregnant. They've been trying for years and years. And I was trying to teach her how to connect to intuition with some really cool techniques that are that saved my life and are in my book and everything. And um, she couldn't relate. So I said, well, why don't we pretend you know, why don't we like, is there someone you feel safe with? And she said, my grandmother. So I said, let's do a role play. I'll be your grandmother. You be you. Genius. And, you Genius. Know, from my guys. Right. Um, and as I was doing that, literally, I felt her grandmother come into my body. And I saw things like the attic that she played in as a child and all of the details of it. And I knew her favorite doll and I all the stuff that her grandmother only said to her. Yeah. And um, literally two months later, she got pregnant. Oh my gosh. So cool. So with the healing, so um, I know like when I talk to people, be it here or an appointment, I talk about like, first, it's kind of like your spirit guides will give you like a kind whisper, like a little bit of backache, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. then it will turn into like, you're in bed for a week. And then it will turn into... Um, I don't know, possibly something worse, right? It's like the whisper, then the flick, then the punch, then the grand finale, because your our bodies are always talking to us. Yes. And as you said, you you deal with um, the root causes. So so where is this stemming from? Be it childhood or yesterday or whatever. There's something that's actually going on that is not the sinuses, right? Everyone's like, oh, I've got sinuses. I, and I always say that a lot of these things, they travel in packs. So like in the nineties, everybody had the ulcer and then plantar fasciitis is the new one. Um, uh, you know, these things are like socially acceptable a lot of times, right? It allows us to check out. Um, but then there's also things that are rooted in, um, like you talk about in your book, like if you have issues with your feet, it could be that you're not planted in who you are as a person or you're afraid of moving forward either in a relationship or in life. Like there's also body parts and organs that correlate to um, very specific chakras. Um, and all this is in her book, you guys. Like literally buy her book. I'm going to have it in the show notes. Um, 
recap heal from within a guidebook to intuitive wellness because she breaks all of this shit down like it's like how to like hold on let me let me scroll to kidney issues and what is wrong with me and what i can do she's she's broke it down beautifully in the book um but our western medicine deals in symptoms in cutting the check engine light we want to in western medicine cut the check engine light and say okay you have a headache go take you know headache medicine and you and i are saying are you shitting me with this like you have you're dehydrated you're not getting enough salt or sugar you are not dealing with the problems um, in your marriage. And so now you have migraines because you're clenching your teeth because you're chewing it around. Like it's literally a path backwards yes. using the symptoms to figure out what the hell's actually truly going on. And Western medicine says, no, we would like to, we would like to stop the headache by just stopping the headache instead of finding yes. out why you have the headache um, ever since you were three years old and suffer from profound migraines. Exactly. You know, I, my, my post today, I did a reel on um, chronic fatigue syndrome. Is it a symptom or a syndrome? You know, and yes, all the symptoms are real. Chronic fatigue is real, especially in our world. But there are, are endless numbers of root causes and contributors to fatigue. Yeah. I mean, endless. And all the symptoms that can go with it. And so doctors, they coin syndromes because they don't know what's going on or don't take the time to figure it out or can't look at the whole body. And it's almost like to shut people up. And so they don't have to do anything else about it, but it's, it doesn't make sense that it just comes out of nowhere. There are reasons for this stuff. And if you figure out what they are, then you can address them. And sometimes people get mad at me for being like, you know, this isn't like an actual diagnosis um, because they just, a lot of reasons, but anyway, um, and well, I'm because like, the pain is real. The, oh, of the course. tiredness is real. Absolutely. The and people like, yeah, people like you and I have to like scream it from the rooftops. Just so everyone knows, everything you're feeling, the yes. pain, the exhaustion, yeah. the headache, the backache, the footache, the wrist ache, the whatever, the heart palpitations. Because I had heart palpitations for months. I saw every heart doctor in in Chicago. There's nothing wrong with my heart. I was stressed out. Yeah. Um, and so the thing of it, and it was distracting me from other shit. By the way, your body will also just distract you. Bingo. This, it, it, your body's like, oh, bitch can't deal with shit. Like we're going to distract her with this physical symptom. So this is the thing is all of what a person is feeling. And it's almost like you need like that, like tattooed somewhere. I know everything that you're feeling is real. Yes. But the brain and the body has created this. The higher self has created this physical situation, this physical distraction to make you say, you have to pay attention to me. Yeah. You and I mean, legitimately also, there are viruses and mold and yeah. lime and all kinds of things, you know, physical stuff. And, and that's all real too, you yeah. know. But again, if you don't get to all of the root causes then it's not going to get better. And it's good news that there are root causes, you know, yeah. not, not bad news. I'm not trying to not validate people. It's quite the opposite. Quite the opposite. And with regard to the chronic fatigue syndrome, it's, it's kind of an easy one. Cause you could be like, okay, when did this start? 
Like this is like what, like when does it come on? When are you most tired? Are you most tired when you're with your girlfriends out at a bar or are you most tired at two o'clock in the afternoon before you know your kids are about to come home from school and you just don't, you can't anymore, right? And I do emotional release work with clients, you know, and I will be in the midst of releasing an emotion and the yawns will not stop. I'm like, are you tired all the time? And they're like, oh my God, yes. And I'm like, okay, because- just so you know, this situation, this emotion is what's making you tired because as I'm releasing it, all I want to do is go climb in my bed right over there. So like it shows up in emotional release sessions, yawning and yawning and yawning and yawning and yawning, just like all the other stuff. Um, Do you think that, I was about to ask you, do you think we'll ever see a day when Western medicine meets up with this, but is there money in that? You know, like, I don't know. I just, I just emitted a noise. Um, <laughs> um, uh, no, cause again, there's no money in it and, um, and it takes too much time. And a lot of the issue too is, is, a, you know, PCP will be like, I don't know what this is. I can't handle it. I don't have time to deal with this. The insurance companies don't give me enough time or whatever. And then they refer you to a specialist for a certain body part. And the specialist only looks at the one body part. So they don't ask questions about your life or other symptoms that you're having. So there's no connection. Um, One of the things that's kind of near and dear to my heart is Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, which is a connective tissue disorder, way more common than you would think, underdiagnosed, gaslit, la, la, la. I pick it up all the time. And it's, it's people are like, oh, my God, that explains everything. And then you get into the emotional and spiritual stuff related, you know, to why it's there or why your symptoms are worse or what's blocking you from healing, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, so yeah, I just, I don't think it will. Yeah. Well, like what I'm, what I'm looking at as I, I really tout the praises of social media and giving us language. Um, I didn't even know CPTSD was a thing. Now I talk about it. Now I refer clients to CPTSD therapists. Um, I didn't know what narcissism was or gaslighting was until like a couple of years ago. There wasn't language um, for the, the for the normal population. Now, now everyone's a narcissist, but, um, you know, like properly used. Um, it's really important to understand what being gaslit means because right. I was actually gaslit by my um, oncologist. And I had th- four years ago, I would have just been angry and frustrated and felt stifled. Um, but now I'm like, oh, he's gaslighting me. Okay. I have language for that. I can remove myself from this um, doctor situation right. because that's who he is. He gaslights women. And so, when I think we have language and when the normal population of humanity is given language and tools and resources for tapping or recognizing childhood trauma for what it is, now I feel like we are able to be on a path that without language we could have never gotten on. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. And I think also knowing that you're not the only one this this has happened to you and that there are solutions and that you can fire your doctor, that there's other people, you know, you can get information from. And so many of the people who see me have been in that situation. They've spent thousands and seen a zillion different people um, and they get to me and I'm like, okay, yep, yep. 
that's real. Let's talk about this. Let's, and they're like, oh my God, you actually get it, you know? And it's not rocket science. <laughs> I think what's so interesting is when we get to someone and we tell them, when you tell them where it came from or where this whatever is coming from, they already know. Yes. Yes. But they don't, oftentimes either it's too overwhelming to deal with. Um, their intuition has been screaming at them about it for a very long time. They push it down. They think yep. I can't do it. It's too hard. Um, I don't want to deal with it. Um, oftentimes this happens with people who come to me for all kinds of physical and emotional stuff. And my guides say, yeah, okay, but what about your really horrible marriage? Or what about the fact that you never voice your opinion and you can't be authentic and you hate your job and all these, and they're like, yeah, but I don't know what to do about that. I just want a pill. And I'm like, how's that working for you? You know, it yeah. just, you can't do that. And, or I need to wait till I feel better to get out of my marriage. Well, no, there's steps that you can take to work on yourself and getting out of this marriage, you know, yeah. while you're healing and it's essential. I had a client um, for weeks and she was like seeing me secretively from her spouse and she just kept wanting me to heal her, right? And tell her what was wrong and do all the emotional work and do all the release. And like, I'm over here, like trying to help inside of the space that she's willing to work inside of, which is I'm staying for now, fix me, right? And I'm over here going, you're literally throwing your money away because until you walk out that door with your bags, you are never going to be better. Yep. And I think that it's funny because, not funny, but interesting because people know and there's, like you said, there's blocks still. And I think we should talk about blocks because so often, like right now in my healing personally, I'm working on the the way that I react to things and feel about things and prevent myself from being vulnerable and saying things um, and where that's coming from, how I'm wired, why I'm wired to hold back, right? Like I want to tell my husband, like, you're the best husband in the whole wide world and I'm so lucky to be married to you. And I'm like, I don't, I just, I can't even... But in my head, my brain says, don't do that because you're going to give him all the control over your life. Like, have you lost your goddamn mind? That is not safe to share that with anybody ever. They will take advantage of you severely, right? And so there is that block, even though I know all of the things. Yes. Yes. I know all the things. Yes. That block just shows up and prevents us from moving, quitting, saying, vulnerable, that there's blocks. Can you talk about blocks? Love to. Um, I love your example because <laughs> it's about, yours is about being vulnerable and open to something that can enhance your life and make it better. Mm -hmm. Way so, better. Right? So it's not something that you're avoiding because it's bad. You're avoiding it because it, it, opened you up and may add more love and may, you know, and I think so much of it is about empowerment and not feeling like we do have control, not wanting to take that responsibility for our actions, positive or negative. Um, I also think a huge part of it is acceptance, self-acceptance of who we are, good and bad, um, self-love, all that. 
um, a really huge breaking point in my um, eating disorder therapy was when my therapist one day said, you're being really narcissistic. And I was just devastated because I grew up in a family of them and tried to be a nice person. And that's the last thing I wanted to be. Yeah. So she explained um, the story of Narcissus, how he was so beautiful, he couldn't stop looking at himself in the pond and then stopped eating and stopped sleeping and died. And she said, you are not inherently narcissistic, but eating disorders and depression lead to narcissism because all you're thinking about is what you're eating, how many calories you're eating, are you moving, are people looking at you eating? You know, um, what's the number on the scale? What's it's all me, 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 me. So that is narcissistic. And I was able to say, wow, okay, that sucks, but she's right. Um, it was said in love. Objectively, that's right, no judgment. So, number one, how can I address that? Number two, what else is going on in my life that I'm afraid of or don't want to admit that I need to address? So, so much of it was saying, who am I? And being able to look at all that and not have shame, not have, um, you know, self-deprecation, not all of this stuff. And there was a lot of judgment in my home yeah. growing up. A lot, I couldn't be myself. So we learn all of this, right? Um, but I think, you know, a lot of what blocks us is just fear of being our true authentic self and comparing ourselves to others and thinking we're supposed to be a certain way or perfect or whatever that means and being afraid to make decisions and just be like, yeah, there's going to be people who won't like me anymore or people I'm going to yeah. piss off or, oh, well, you know. Um, so I, I think I think that's an awful lot of it. And then just not feeling safe and not having an intuitive connection because I think of intuition as an all-knowing force, like a best friend or protector that's always with you. Yeah. If you're getting what you need from that first, what other people are doing and saying is far less important. And so setting boundaries is healthier. It's as you're talking, like I'm literally watching like the map <laughs> happening behind, you know, and it's like we were children, right? And as children, we would dance in the family room. This, there's a guy on TikTok who did a video about this. We dance in the family room, right? And then our parents who maybe didn't have the emotional capacity, maybe they had a long day at work, um, maybe they had a migraine, um, were like, can you stop? Can you just stop dancing? Go to your room. Like, why do you always have to be so over the top, right? And so as children, we are taught whatever is about you is not good. So stop fucking being you. I'm over you, right? I'm over whatever this is, right? Tell us the truth. Right. <laughs> and then you come in and you had a rough day at school and you're crying. And it's just like, what is your problem? It was just X, Y, like, stop with the tears. Why? What's with the melodrama, mm -hmm. right? Again, your mm -hmm. emotions are too much. So as children, and if you're a parent out there and you're listening to this, maybe you can try to work on your face or your response or recognizing that your kid is just trying to be themselves and that your negative response to their being themselves is going to create them not being themselves. And I think a lot of parents actually want their kids to be like them and right. not like themselves. Like yes. people look at children as an extension of their own personal egos. And so anything that is 
outside of what they want them to be, which is usually too much, too loud, too extra, whatever the hell. Um, they want to squash that, right? Yes, I agree. And then we spend the rest of our life trying to get back to ourselves, which hopefully around 50 something, we're slowly on our way back to being our six-year-old self who wants to dance in the goddamn kitchen. So this is the whole freaking thing is we are born. We are told we are not good enough. Then we try to assimilate with everyone in school. Then our parents look at us and go, why do you want to be like all your friends? That's so boring. Why are you dressing like everyone else at school? Why do you want to be like Sally? Why are you talking like Ben? What is it? And then we get, they get annoyed with us. And then we get become alcoholics and have sex with everyone in the world because we hate ourselves. And then when we're 50, we finally go back to being the six-year-old dancing in the kitchen who wears tutus. What the shit? So yep. that, is, that is the diagram of a human. It, so, yeah, yeah, totally. but, we're, but we're surviving. Like, so, but this guy on the video said, there's no such thing as, um, it was like self-destruction. It's self-survival. We're it all surviving. We are doing our younger self who, who had the, who had the eating disorder, who was, who was profoundly, you know, like, uh, what is it? Um, when you want to kill yourself, uh, ideological, like I want to, Suicidal, yes. Suicidal ideation. Um, I think that's because of the fact that our souls, our higher self, our intuition, our our guides are so loud and said it is imperative. Yes. It's imperative that Katie is herself. It's imperative that Meredith is herself. That there's a part of us that's like, well, if we can't be ourselves, we might as well not be here. No, I'm so grateful that entire experience, that eating disorder was one of the best things that ever happened to me. Recovery was one of the hardest things I've ever done, but I am so grateful. And it's really, it, I wouldn't be doing this work. I wouldn't be so many things. Um, and the dancing in the little room was funny because um, I am a, um, a pole dancer, not in a club, which is fine if you do that in a club. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we're not judging. No, 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 but it's, it's pole sport and I'm 58 years old and, you know, sometimes if I put something on Instagram about pole, like I'll have a fair number of people unfollow because they don't get that it's not what their stereotype is. And even if it is, don't judge people, you know, right. but I love every minute of it. It's my child like stuff. It's strength. It's my peer group. It's mental health. I enjoy every minute of it. And with, you know, as somebody who used to have an eating disorder, if you told me that I would be up on social media in the equivalent of a bikini because you have to wear that stick to the pole people. Um, <laughs> I, um, You're inspiring me to do it because I've been thinking about it. I've been like, there is, there is an, an inherent stripper that lives inside of me, by the way. So no, this is right up my alley. I think yeah. you know, again, our sexuality. Oh no, don't show that. Don't, you know, like, and it's, it's fun and, and we need it and body image, the whole thing. Like, Literally, yeah. it's one of the best things I've ever done for myself, and I encourage everyone else to try it. Well, I mean, if you think about being a woman, you know, it's be a good girl, sit in the corner and color, don't be too loud. Then it, then it's like, oh, are you a bad girl? Then, in, then you're either like, oh, did you give him blue balls? You know, like you didn't put out, like what's wrong with you? Like you didn't do what you appeared to be doing. Remember, remember that when the worst oh, thing yeah. you can do as a teenager is give a guy blue balls. What the fuck was that? Oh, yeah. So, like. 
and then like then you have to be you know what is that song like a, 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 a whatever in the sheets and a princess in the in the, oh, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. street or whatever like a and it's just like you're either marriage material or not marriage material and like are you cooking and cleaning and like taking care of kids but then you better be a hooker in the bedroom like there's so much pressure put on women to play the right role. Mm-hmm. And by the way, ladies, by the way, ladies listening to this, that's all steeped in patriarchy. That is all steeped in the gaze of a man. All of what I just said is by way of a man watching us. That's that right. is not the view of a woman. So if you look at other women that way, you are are coming from a place of the male gaze and what a man feels about a woman. Right. And so there's so much pressure and there's so much bad information about sexy and about women and women's bodies and our roles in the world. And none of them have anything to do with women. Nothing. Absolutely correct. That's nothing. You being on a pole, be it in a bikini or, you know, like a, a whatever sweatpants that it which you'd fall all the way down to the bottom you, yes. um has mm-hmm. nothing to do with anything it's a pull it, it has it, nothing to do with anything and you know what those people who don't like it i'd like to see you get up and do half of what i do mm-hmm. and you couldn't even do it you couldn't even like get yourself up there and for the record i in my last video i was wearing more than the olympic volleyball team <laughs> those outfits are <laughs> oh my gosh like and why you don't need skin to do volleyball. It, I know it's so funny. Viewership, yeah. It really. I know yeah. it's funny because my 15 year old plays volleyball, and those shorts—they're always pulling them up and pulling them down, pulling them up and pulling the bottoms down. And I'm like, can't they just like wear like I don't know, like yoga shorts that are like no. little, like biker shorts instead of having to constantly be pulling them down? Poor things. It's such a pain in the butt, but that's the uniform. And this is steeped in what? What is this steeped in? What does this have anything to do with volleyball? Like what they're 15 and their little butt cheeks are hanging out. I don't get it. But yeah, like all of this stuff, especially when it, well, you know what? I lie. All of this stuff has nothing to do with boys being boys or girls being girls. It has this, all of this damage, all of this trauma, all of our reaction to like, I was talking about last week how my husband came in the family room and said, oh, you're on the couch? And I was like, yeah, because I already cleaned the kitchen and the bedroom and I picked up the whole house. And I started justifying all the shit that I had done prior to sitting on the couch because I'm freaking nuts. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like my therapist is like, um, yeah, because you had to justify relaxing after all your chores were done. And so you weren't allowed to relax until everything was done. And so you're still reacting and responding in that way right and i'm like oh you're right um and so like the boys will be boys and boys don't cry and you know stiff upper lip is strength and it's like um no vulnerability is actually strength and boys do cry and you know women do dance on poles and we do like what you know build houses right and i think that the undoing of gender roles and the language and all this stuff that's going on right now think how exciting it is no i know because it's changing everything about everything and giving language to it. And I I just think that it's a really amazing time to be alive where we're learning that, you know, pain in your feet doesn't necessarily mean that you have pain in your, you do have pain in your feet, but it's not because something's wrong with your feet. You shouldn't be getting 
oodles of injections of cortisone, you should actually be figuring out why you can't stand in your truth. You should um, figure out. Go ahead. No, um, just when you said the thing about your husband and having to justify why you were on the couch, um, you weren't just justifying that to him. You were mostly justifying it to yourself. Oh, 1000. Right? So I think the thing about the vulnerability piece, the root cause of that is really about just being your authentic self. Yeah. That's it. Just not apologizing for you being you and just, you know, being like, this is me. I adore you. I love you more than words can say. And this is just who I am. And tough weenies, if you don't like it, or the fact that I'm sitting on the couch, I'm going to give up those false expectations yeah. of who I think I'm supposed to be or what I was taught. And it's so much less stressful. It's so much less stressful. And like, he's probably walking around going, wonder why she just said all that. Like, 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 like I just thought she looked cute with her blanket on the couch. And then, and she just like, was like, like Satan, you know what I mean? And I didn't say it meanly, but it's probably like, what is she doing? Like, I like honestly think, and, and he will actually say to me so often is, is like, if I'm upset with you, I'll tell you. Right. You know, right. because. It out because that's what we did as kids, as empath. We had to figure out what other people were going to do and say before they did it to avoid the pain it was going to create for us. Yeah. Get ahead of the bedroom being clean so that we can go to homecoming. Because that's actually makes sense. Or somebody walking in who was going to explode from anger because of their alcoholism or their temper issues or whatever the hell's wrong with them. And we have to figure that out to guard ourselves so that it, we don't become the brunt of that. Yeah. It, it's, it's amazing. And, and you know what I keep saying to on the, on the podcast here, and I don't know about you, but I am never blaming anyone. I am just looking for the path way to yeah. why I am this exactly. guy. I'm not exactly. blaming my mom or my dad or my step parents or my siblings or the, you know my elementary school. I'm not blaming anyone. I'm just trying to figure it out. I, I know that everyone has their own shit. I know my parents had their own shit. Right. Right. You know, the boomers were raised one way. The, the silent generation was raised a different way. Like we are all like getting better with each generation, right? I, like, I think your generation, my generation, like you're, you're an Xer. Yeah. You're a Gen Xer. I'm GTA. I don't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> we're right there. But like, I think our generation is, is changing this all. Oh my like, God. We're, after us, my, yeah, like, yeah, my yeah. daughters are 26 and 31 and the kids I meet with, because I used to be an adolescent therapist, I, many, I still work with kids and all ages. I am just blown away by their courage yeah. and the fact that they are willing to speak out and be themselves. And it's amazing to watch. And neurodivergence, I think, is becoming the norm because like, what's normal anyway? I love it. I, I think that all the time. I'm like, I'm pretty sure everyone is neurospicy at this point in some way, shape or form. Like what? What would we do if we met someone that was normal? Like, is that even a thing? What like, is that? Yeah. 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 It's like, it's like you, I don't know, you'd have to be like born with green hair or something like that. Like that's like a, like a quote, normal person. Everyone has some sort of superpower. Ooh, I like that. You know, like, instead of saying neuro, whatever, I think that we're just, we have different superpowers. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I mean? Maybe even intuition and all that kind of stuff are also part of being neurodivergence because our brains work differently. Yeah. I was actually, when you were talking about um, intuition, what I was seeing is just like, 
intuition is just a really awesome, clear path to your higher self and guides. Like they're just, and you're just like, okay, yeah, I hear you. I see you. I'm, I'm following all the things. Um, so just like, I, I cannot tell everyone it. And I, and on this, um, podcast, I, I talk about like soul speaks by Julia Cannon. And a lot of people know about the body keeps the score. This, your book, Heal from Within, an intuitive guide to wellness um, is more in depth because I've read those and it doesn't talk about, doesn't break it down in quite the same way that your book does. Yours has very specific paths and suggestions and things to look at versus, okay, the breasts, if you get breast cancer, has a lot to do with like, um, you know, taking care of yourself and self-healing and all that kind of stuff. Yours goes deeper. Like, is it, could it be pay attention to eat this, you know, like all of the quit smoking, slow down on your alcohol. Yours is very, very in-depth. So if you are out there and you are listening um, to this podcast or on social today or in the future, I'm telling you right now, if you're dealing with anything physical, emotional, spiritual, illness, tiredness, pain issues, get this book. It's found everywhere um, that books are sold. So Barnes and Noble, Amazon, all the things, because this is going to give you a really good path to your healing and figuring out and, and be open right? Like we were just talking about, be open. Don't be like, oh, this is a bunch of shit. There's no way that this is coming from my childhood when I was in third grade and wasn't allowed to play Foursquare with Andy Cooper. You know, like be open. It might just be, okay? Like play with it for one week right? and and be open to it, right? See if there was actually some pain there as you walked away. Um, So be open. If you want to go deeper on her website, which is katiebeecher.com, this is where you can make an appointment with her. And all she, all you're going to do is give her your name and age. So that would be your, your birth date? Or no, you just do age. Okay, so you don't even need a birth date. Okay. So name and age. And she's going to come up with a four-page report, by the way, I'm doing this, um, and a painting of like, and she goes in her book and explains the paintings. So like if you're missing feet, that means you have a real issue going on with moving forward in life and standing in your truth and all the things. Um, and then after that, you do an appointment to discuss the four page um, uh, report. So this is a very in-depth, I know about seven people that are listening or will be listening to this is going to call you. I know exactly who they are. So um, this is like, this is a step to true healing and not just cutting the check engine light. This is this this is this is a game changer, guys. And I'm so excited to have had you on today. Like it's it's been um it's been fun talking to someone that gets it. Oh I feel the same. Thank you so much for having me on. I've loved it and I hope people get a lot out of it and um you know be open to thinking differently. Yeah, this is exciting. It's an exciting time to be alive. So if you um, haven't left a review on the podcast, please do so. Um, and I will be here next week talking about more ways of healing. Katie, don't hang up, but thank you guys so much. And I will be here um, next week to talk about all of it. Have a good week, guys. Thanks for listening. If you would like to connect on a more personal level, head over to MeredithWillits.com or on Instagram at Meredith with a Y. 
for behind-the-scenes footage and outtakes. Please subscribe and come back each week for more Meredith with a Y. Thanks again for listening. Cheers. Cheers.